0: Stinky, having a strong or unpleasant smell. We've all stood next to someone with an overpowering stench before, but why do they smell so bad? Or maybe it's us. Today we're discussing what causes body odor and how to help control it. Cause let's face it, you can't shower 10 times a day to wash away the smell. 85% of the population is using aluminum-based antiperspirants that work by blocking the sweat glands and trapping harmful toxins in your body. Sweating is an important body function for expelling waste from the body. There are good, better, and best options for you that are aluminum-free and won't clog your pores. Some are even healing for the skin, so don't sweat it. We've got you covered. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Kel. This is episode 10. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are discussing deodorants.
1: Deodorants.
0: Deodorants. We all need it. It's something because we all stink, right? So, Dr. Kel... Let's go back to when I used to use my speed stick deodorant like six years ago. And, you know, I grew up, I used it all my life. Why on earth would I not use it anymore? Why would I switch to something different? What What's the matter with my speed stick?
1: Well, Nikki, you know, <clears throat> to answer that question, let me go a little roundabout there. They, uh, I kind of want to mention <clears throat> what we're doing today. We're talking about all the different kinds of deodorants. Why is that significant? Because the majority of people um, who care about the way they smell and care about being socially acceptable wear some form of deodorant. Sure. Whether some people throw perfume on, uh, most of the people in the world, though, because of the what started many, many years ago, use a deodorant that has contains aluminum. <clears throat> they discovered long ago that aluminum um, clogs pores, uh, stops you from sweating. Um, they add a little fragrance in there, usually some kind of a chemically or synthetic fragrance that uh, covers up uh, any smells that m- might be produced. Uh, you know.
0: Wait, isn't that good, though, to not be sweating?
1: It is not. Why it isn't is it good? Not. I
0: mean, I don't want to sweat and get my clothes all gross. And-
1: they, uh, well... Would you like to um, block your ability to, to go to the restroom to urinate or defecate? Would you like to stop those two things? Why does that have anything to do with it? Because sweat <laughs> sweat is No, I still essentially want to do those. The, essentially the same thing. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. It is. It's it's the way your body expels waste. Okay? Ah, okay. So okay. waste is coming out in your sweat, cellular waste. Um, your body takes in its nutrients, um, breaks down those nutrients down to a microscopic level, uh, sends them out in the bloodstream. The bloodstream carries them to the cells in your body. Your, those cells take in the nutrients and they only use portions of those nutrients and then expel what's left. And then your body has to get rid of that. Some of it goes out in your feces, some of it goes out in your urine, and the rest of it pretty much goes out in your sweat. Um okay. <clears throat> the locations that you sweat the most are in those darker areas under your arms, um, in in the groin area, and we all know <clears throat> that our we sweat a lot in our feet. Um hence the fungal issues often that's common in the feet. Um so uh but because of our need to be socially acceptable, people have been trying to cover up their odors forever as long as uh, we know and have kept records, Uh, people have tried different ways, you know, and 2000 years ago, they, they used combinations of, of different substances. Actually, some of the things we're using today in the, our own deodorants that we offer to the public now through Ocean Bay Naturals. But when they discovered that aluminum does a few things, Uh, aluminum's Aluminum clogs the pores, so it blocks the sebaceous glands um, and the sweat glands from releasing um, their substances that are beneficial, things from the sebaceous glands are good for your skin. Uh, They also help create a barrier that protects your skin from that growing bacteria that causes the odors. As I think we mentioned last week, odors are caused really from two main things, one from the bacterial growth. The bacteria gives off gases, and you smell. And it's also from the waste coming out of your body through the sweat. Uh, So if you have a really poor diet, you'll tend to smell a whole lot more um, in those areas that you sweat than someone who is eating well. Uh, So the other things that happen with aluminum—they discovered aluminum probably isn't so good. Chronic use of blocking those pores causes dysfunction of the glands. Um, leading to the possibility of other issues. I mean, they're still investigating the association of, of blocking pores to things like cancer. Um, again, I'm not claiming that, that it causes cancer. don't want to give people that impression other than to say, we don't know. We don't know. But mm. people are getting away from using aluminum deodorants. Uh, it's amazing how many companies out there now are producing what they call natural deodorants. And essentially, the majority are just aluminum-free. So they've, gone, they've taken out the aluminum. Even the regular companies that have been using aluminum for many, many years, uh, now that the research is coming out against aluminum, they're switching. But often they're switching to some other ingredient that you may be able to call it natural, but it's still not good for your skin. Um, hmm. So if you're a person out there who's currently using an aluminum-based deodorant, switch. Switch. Switch to what? Change to something. Change to something else. Um, you know, I always look at things as good, better, and best. Um, of course I'm going to consider our deodorant the best, Of um, course, but, uh, aluminum based deodorants are the worst, mm-hmm. um, from my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, then there are many natural so-called natural deodorants out there that some of those aren't too good for you either. And, and if you want to, we can go into the various reasons Wait, why,
0: how do you know if it's actually natural, if it just says like naturally made or well, cause people, so many things are like What are they they called,
1: greenwashing? There are all kinds of things out there that um, That contain ingredients that you can call natural. Natural just really essentially means that uh, it came from, it wasn't synthesized in a lab, it came from some natural source, or the base product was from a natural source. Sometimes they take bits and pieces out of that natural source, uh, breaking down, say, uh, oils, and then they still synthesize things in a lab from those, and they can still call them natural because they uh, came from a natural source. And we touched on that last yeah. week in last week's podcast. And I said before, just so, because it says natural doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. Uh, or your skin, right? Or, or Speaking of deodorants. We're talking about, you know, our focus of Ocean Bay Naturals is creating and offering uh, health and hygiene products basically for the exterior of the body Though we are working on some other things. Um Uh, that may go inside. Uh, The majority of things are for the exterior parts of the body. Um, The deodorant specifically was designed in taking into account all the little things that in a lot of natural, so-called natural deodorants, aren't good for you either. So we found ingredients that are both good for the skin, healing for the skin, and are antimicrobial in the same process so that they inhibit the growth of bacteria that cause you to smell. Um, if you're still smelling, it's probably because of the diet you're eating. Um, of course, uh, they all have their certain level of length of use. Um, aluminum does subdue uh, your sweating. Um, by subduing the sweating, it reduces the, uh, the ability of the bacteria to grow because bacteria does grow, grow better in a wet area. Um, so the idea of natural deodorants is to um, try to help inhibit some of the sweating. But if you're going to sweat, uh, at least stop the growth of the bacteria or slow it down. You're not going to stop it. You're going to slow it down. So <clears throat> when you – a lot of people don't like – once they've tried, you know, you hear lots of stories. Oh, yeah, I switched to a natural deodorant, but it didn't really mm-hmm. work for me yeah. Um, because I sweat so much or I just stink so much. Mm-hmm. Um, And – the real understanding people have to get is that when you switch to a natural deodorant, it's not going to last as long as aluminum-based deodorant in the sense of you may need to reapply. Um, And I I don't find it that big of an inconvenience. I'd rather put something on me that I know is healthy and good for me and deal with a slight inconvenience, like maybe reapplying it an extra time throughout the day um, Mm -hmm. if, if I feel like I need it. Um, rather than just sloshing on some stuff that's actually bad for my body. So you're saying I'm going to stink? You're saying you're going to stink with what?
0: (laughs) With my my, uh, non-aluminum deodorants?
1: Um, Well, even with aluminum deodorant, eventually it stops working and you start smelling. I mean, before I switched to natural deodorants, even the aluminum deodorants, I mean, by the end of the day, I still smelled. uh, um, So these ones, oh, this works for 72 hours. Sorry, that's... Probably going to be the last one I choose. It's um, a long time. That that is a long time and, and uh, quite a claim. But nonetheless, to claim that uh, says you're inhibiting a process. W- w- would you would you you know I don't want to get gross here, but would you would you want to stop yourself from defecating for three or four days in a row? I wouldn't want to, but it's happened. So, I don't know what you want me to say okay. there. Well, I'm sorry. We don't need to go there. Don't do it on maybe purpose. Maybe that's a discussion. We, we, we can talk about... Can we uh, save that for the we, we, podcast? We, we have talked a little bit about those kinds of things in the past, but yes, we we need another podcast just yeah. on, uh, on the... the
0: uh, uh, I need the one through seven chart again. Yes,
1: yes, and we will go over that again in the future, but let's yes. let's come back to the deodorants. My point being, you get, is that uh, it... Um, you know you don't want to stop that process it's just not healthy to stop the process uh, of of sweating um can i you, say
0: something like i've tried a like a dozen different natural deodorants and some of them have like the funkiest smells or i mean are there just all different kinds of ingredients in these like where are they come up coming up with the ingredients for these
1: well most of the Probably the most common form of deodorant used, whether an aluminum base or a natural, is a stick. Um, it's the simplest form of something to use, uh, and it and it's essentially a paste uh, that's spread onto the skin onto the other arms. It it you know it's quick. Um, I never did like a stick or the paste. The pasty feeling always bothered me when I used an aluminum deodorant. I used a gel. That was a little mm. wet. Didn't really bother me. It dried it fairly slick. quickly. It was more slick. Real gel. Um, and uh, um, I preferred that over the stick because I always felt like the stick was just kind of a paste stuck under my arms, and I never really cared that much for it anyway but it is the more common one used and I think, you know, our lives are so busy we always think, oh, just one less thing I have to do, something I can throw on quick and not think about and go on with my day so using a natural deodorant uh, one of the biggest complaints probably of natural deodorants is they don't work as well as an aluminum-based deodorant and that is true they don't work as well in the sense of keeping you from sweating as much or keeping your odor down as long. Um, and there's all kinds of so-called natural deodorants thrown in all of these to attempt to achieve the same effect as aluminum in a natural way. And in the process, they often don't give you something that's it, it doesn't work as well as the aluminum now and it's still not healthy for your skin. So
0: when your body's expelling toxins, you you stink so you cover it up with aluminum. But if you actually were to get healthier, would you maybe not smell as much so you wouldn't need the aluminum-based?
1: Well, it's interesting you bring that up. Usually when people who've been using aluminum-based deodorants stop using those for for at least, oh, everywhere from a a week to a month, um, can smell a whole lot worse than than they would – With it on, it's like their their glands, everything's backed up in there, and now your body's, you know, your body's like been used to those glands glands not functioning, and now they start functioning again, and so yeah, like all this waste is that's been kind of stored or backed up in there starts coming out. Yeah, and. uh, so you tend to smell worse. That's another reason people have a problem with using natural deodorants is they, they start using the natural deodorant and they don't recognize that there's going to be that delay in time where it's going to take a while for their body to rid themselves of things. Mm-hmm. The other issue, though, with a mm-hmm. lot of the natural sticks is they still, most of the majority of the ingredients used in sticks, not every ingredient, but there are ingredients in the sticks that clog the pores. They, they still inhibit the opening of the pores, not as bad as aluminum, but... They still do it. The other issue is they have um, – they change the pH. That's one of the ways they work too is they've discovered that if we alter the pH of the, of the surface of the skin, it keeps the bacteria from growing and then the bacteria, you know, you don't get the smell or, or the smell is bad. Uh, they also often will use a fragrance, an art, you know, a, a synthetic fragrance or, or even what could be called a natural fragrance um, that is alcohol-based. And that alcohol isn't good for your skin either. That also alters the pH. Baking soda is a common ingredient used. That alters the pH. It raises it to an 8. Alcohol raises it to an 8. Your natural skin pH, which we mentioned before, is between about a 5.8 and a 6.2. What happens when the uh, pH of your skin
0: goes up or down?
1: uh, It causes damage to the skin. You have a natural protective barrier layer on your skin. Produced th- those oils are produced by the sebaceous glands, and and as that's expelled onto your skin, it, it creates a protective barrier so that it doesn't allow bacteria to enter into your body. Um, you you alter the pH; it actually breaks that down that barrier and allows. As the back new, you, you know, because bacteria is still there. You you've inhibited it, you've killed some, you've inhibited others, but you haven't wiped it out. It's still there, still gonna grow. So now mm-hmm. you've just now you've just altered the pH of the skin, the bacteria starts to grow again, and you've just opened yourself up to that being able to in, enter inside your body through the skin pores and the hair follicles. Mm-hmm. That's why oftentimes you get infected skin pores and hair follicles, because now that bacteria is able to get in. And, and it couldn't have got in if the natural protective barrier was functional and was there. By clogging those pores, you've stopped the sebaceous glands from producing those natural oils that are protective to your skin. You've changed the pH, so that, that killed off the good bacteria along with the bad. And now they're reproducing, and now they can enter the skin because the barrier has been disrupted, and you've kept those sebaceous glands from working. So why do a lot of people get rashes? For that exact reason, that's what you're talking most about. of the time the rashes occur because the, 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 the natural protective barrier of the skin has been disrupted. So now you've opened it up to the production of, uh, well, one, you, you've stopped the lubrication. It's no longer, you know, you take your skin and rub it together for a while. You'll get a rash. Um, rashes, one, that's so that's one reason the rash occurs. You mean if you dry it with? Yeah, you put those deodorants on there, like especially the sticks, they tend to, over time, dry your skin out. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, that was one of the reasons I stopped using a stick even with the aluminum years ago is because I found it gave me rashes because of the dryness of my skin under my arms. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, I'm really hypersensitive to things. One of the reasons you're hypersensitive is your sebaceous glands aren't working correctly. They're, they're not putting out enough oils to keep you lubricated. Mm-hmm. And, uh and that's really what it is. It's, it's a protective area, but it's also a lubricant, especially under your arms and in your groin area. Um, and uh, if the things dry up, where deodorants are always been focused, make it drier, make it drier, make it drier. Um, we're not doing that. We created one not about making you dry, not about clogging your pores or inhibiting the function of the sebaceous glands. We, we created a deodorant that is healthy and healing to the skin. Um, and great on all types of skin. It it won't dry your skin out um, and it helps reduce the bacteria, keep it functional. Let's talk about yours. Nature.
0: Oh, By Naturals. This is my favorite, Rainforest. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. You're no, welcome. No, no, no. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you have got there. Uh, nature is our brand. Um, we thought that fitting because... That's what it's coming from, they, uh, and and to imply that it is truly natural. Um, the ingredients in that rainforest. So there's like four main ingredients. Read, read what's in there. Okay. Right here, Nikki. Yep, deionized water. Okay, and we use that so that it is pure as possible, no alterations, no extra minerals or things you might find still left over even in in uh, filtered water. I don't know what deionized means. Ionized Particles are typically metals, um, and uh, they uh, are natural to our water. Um, stuff coming out of the tap is full of things. There's hundreds of things in there, different little particles that you can't see, in the water still clear, but they're in there. If you take a meter and test them, uh, some of the waters I've seen 300 particles per million, which is a lot um, in in uh, just water out of the faucet. They uh, so basically, it's they remove. Everything out of the water. It's just straight hydrogen and oxygen. H2O. H2O. Okay. The uh, And so all the minerals have been removed. So that's our base. We, we, okay. We take a base and then we add in. Coconut um, oil. We add some coconut oil in there. Coconut oil is, is good on the skin. It has some mild antimicrobial benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything I say when I talk about the benefits, it, there's research papers out there to show these things. You can... Uh, go to our website at oceanbaynaturals.com and we have uh, lists and lists and lists about uh, um, our ingredients and some of the research articles related to those ingredients and why it shows that they're antimicrobial and skin healing and etc. Um So the coconut oil, uh, we like the coconut oil. It's organic. The brand we use is organic um, and uh, it we use a... a uh, uh, fractionated form so it stays liquid, it doesn't turn solid. Oh, okay. um, the A lot of the stuff you'll find in the store um, is uh, just straight coconut oil, tends to be more of a paste, uh, especially in colder weather and will liquefy in the summer months as, mm-hmm. uh, as your house heats up. Um, but we use a defractionated form which keeps it as a liquid, uh, still a good, healthy form, not bad for you at all. Um, and you have and, essential and it's oils. Organic. Yes, then we've used essential oils. And each deodorant, we have uh, nine different uh, um, types of scents. Or scents, mm-hmm. say, better set. Um, one unscented, and then eight eight uh, different scents. The one you have there is called rainforest. And we use these names tied back to some of the essential oils and, and where they come from. And The next ingredient says essential oils. Which ones are you using in your deodorants? Well, there's a wide variety, but we had one rule when we decided which ones to use. One, we wanted to use them as a source of the scent. Um, Scent is significance, obviously, to everybody. You want to smell good. So we wanted it to smell good and be able to create combinations of those essential oils that still smelled good. We wanted those essential oils to be antimicrobial so that they would inhibit the growth of bacteria under your arm uh and we also wanted them to show through research that they were healing to the skin we wanted to stop irritation to the skin um and in fact i think i mentioned last week that we've had people say they've and and we're not recommending this um so don't don't say i did um but people have used it on on cuts and bruises and things because all the ingredients in there are, are safe to use and we're in the process of creating that kind of a product as well that you can use but all these ingredients are, are safe to be used anywhere on the skin. I wouldn't put it in your eyes. It uh, mm-hmm. tastes kind of nasty to spray in your mouth, but even then, it, it's uh, it's non-toxic. Um, so you're saying the benefits of the essential oils you're using
0: are that they are antibacterial and they are healthy to your skin? Healing. Mm-hmm. They're healing yeah, to your skin. Research Thank you. shows that they help to heal the skin. So which specific essential oils are your favorites that you're using in here?
1: Well, we've got... Many, actually. I think I have a list of over 20 different essential oils in in the the eight different uh, scented deodorants. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to mention a few, of course, you've got lavender, jasmine, uh, cinnamon, um, neroli. uh, You've got the, uh, like in the citrus, we have uh, grapefruit. um, We've got lime. uh, we, We use myrrh. Myrrh is a big one that used to be used in times of the time of jesus i mm-hmm. uh, you know remember frankincense myrrh and and uh, and gold you know were given to yeah. you know uh and that's one of the things they used in that time and and we do have like in our uh, uh ocean sunrise version uh myrrh and and lime are the two essential oils in them mm. uh, both known to as with all the rest known to have very beneficial effects at helping to heal the skin and, and reduce microbial growth nice
0: how did you come up with each scent what was the process for that
1: Oh, really. Um, first created that base number of different essential oils. And we did a lot of work with that. Uh, literally, in my lab, there's probably 100 plus different essential oils. Um, then I narrowed it down to as I began to do more investigation and study, which ones are truly the best um, at uh, being antimicrobial and skin healing. And so I broke it down, Came came up with a little 20 of them, um, and then just started playing with those and doing different combinations to create the different fragrances.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, the last ingredient says ionized silver, .001%.
1: What does that mean? Uh, It's 10 parts per million. It's a very, very tiny, tiny amount. Um, And we put the silver in there because it has been shown through a lot of research that externally on the body, silver works wonders with uh, it's now used in uh, wound care uh use it burn on burn victims and and uh for uh, uh it's it it actually helps uh research show it have, actually works well with helping wounds to heal um what about like scars like after people have surgery do they use it on that um well, during the healing process is when it's most beneficial oh uh, after the fact after the scars formed uh, there are other things you can do, and maybe that could be a podcast sometime. What can I do for my scars? Yeah,
0: that's a good. Um,
1: idea. Uh, because there are things, the substances you can use that can help with uh, reducing the significance significance of a scar or the ability to see that scar. Um, you can't really ever totally get rid of it. Uh, it it's just not going to happen. But you can yeah. you can make it less notice- noticeable. We what can about, talk about my that some other time. What about my emotional scars? Your emotional scars. It, it, it's fortunate. You get rid of those? It's a fortunate. It's fortunate that we can't see those scars in a although true. You can sometimes read it on people's faces when they don't seem to ever smile, no matter what happens. But uh, and then other
0: people just cover it with a smile. That's right. And you'd never know.
1: That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yep.
0: yep. They're good at faking
1: it. So fake
0: it till you make it. Yes. Yes. So they say. I've never faked it though. <laughs> never.
1: <laughs> yeah. Me either.
0: Yeah. You either. Okay. Good.
1: Yeah. Uh, so anything else you'd like to know about the deodorant? Um, I guess something that I would like to say is, uh, sometimes people are like, I don't want to use a spray or that's wet. Ooh, yuck. You know, I, I uh, I, I, you know, and, and that's why the stick is probably the most popular.
0: No, no, no. This morning when I used mine, I sprayed it and then I ran through my bathroom and I just flap my wings like, and I just air it all out. Well, <laughs> I did well, the chicken dance. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: I've found so many different people talk about so many different ways that they apply it and how it feels to them. Um, for me, uh, I have a problem. When I spray it. You know, I use I don't know probably anywhere from like we see on the bottle four to six sprays under each arm. It feels a little wet, but I just stand, I kind of rub my arms together a little bit.
2: And, like the chicken and
1: go put my shirt on because there's no concern about this with it getting on your clothes. Uh, we've not found it to cause staining of uh, any types of material. Oh, Please, good. if you find any out there, let us know. Uh, we will let people know, but uh, um, I'll just, you know, put my undershirt on and, and, and my other shirt over it. And, and I might feel a little moistness on the shirt. It's not going to hurt anything, but it dries, you know, fairly quickly. Uh, and it, it's a combination of of, of, of uh, water and, and oils. Um, and so those oils remain after the water dries and uh, are slowly absorbed, absorbed into the skin. And they're safe for the skin and the body. So if the body absorbs them, they actually combine with your body's natural protective barrier. So really they're building the protective barrier. They're keeping that area uh, lubricated, which it needs to be. They're not clogging the pores so you can still mm. sweat. Um, but it, but it is inhibitive to the sweat essential oils in their, in their natural form are actually, um, they actually wick moisture. Um, so if you, one of the things they tell you don't put a uh, mini essential oils are like, don't put them Directly before diluting on. them or yeah. put, putting them in a carry oil, such as coconut mm-hmm. oil, uh, put them in a carry oil before you put them on the skin. And the reason is, is because it dries the skin. Mm-hmm. That oil is so strong. It's actually sucking moisture out of the skin. So our oils also have the, the we've had add, added the carry oil with with the um, okay. the, the coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Um, the ratio is still small, so there's still a wicking effect or a, a moisture-absorbing effect, mild effect that occurs. So as you sweat, it helps absorb that moisture to slow sl- slow down the feeling of being wet.
0: Okay, so if I am switching from one of these other natural deodorants because I've already gotten rid of my aluminum-based deodorant. <laughs> So done with that. What is the process for switching to nature deodorant? How do I do that? What's the difference? Yeah.
1: they uh, Well, <clears throat> and for all those out there still using aluminum, it would be the same way whether I'm switching. Basically, we're talking more about switching from, say, a stick to a deodorant like ours, which is a spray, and we should soon have a roll on as well. We've had A lot of requests for a roll-on, and we've been testing different bottles recently and still testing more. So hopefully in the next few weeks or or in the next couple of months, we'll have that roll-on available. Uh, And we will eventually come out with our own stick. Again, I have – just inside me, it's hard for me to create the stick or think about creating the stick because just being a paste – Initially clogs your pores, and I don't want to clog those pores. So, mm-hmm. so we're working on one. We come out one. We we can come out with one where truly all the ingredients are shown to have no clog, uh, clogging effects on the hair follicles or pores. Um, they don't strip the the uh, uh, sebum layer off the skin. They don't change the pH. We'll have one. Um, but that's one of the things you won't find in a lot of stick deodorants. They don't say what the pH is on them. And that's significant because you don't want to change the pH of the skin and ours doesn't. So anyway, in transition, to answer your question, it's going to be different. Um, Application-wise, if you've gone from an aluminum-based deodorant to a natural deodorant, you probably already found, hey, it doesn't appear to last as long as the aluminum. And that is often true. Some people, you know, I've heard many people say, yeah, I've, or you can read the reviews. You know, they everything from it caused rashes to it gave me pimples. Uh, around the outsides of my, my underarms. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that occurred, again, because, because the sebum layer was stripped. Um, and so now it left you bare. Now the bacteria started growing, caused the rash, caused the infection. Uh, the rubbing causes the rash too. When you go from a stick to a – and you could even call ours sort of a lotion. It's a little thinner thinner than a regular lotion. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little more watery. But when it goes on there, it's going to feel a little bit wet. Um, but that's going to dry fairly quickly. Again, you don't have to worry about it getting on your clothes. A lot of these other deodorants, even the natural ones, can cause staining of your clothes. That's true, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. You get like that that's white big, mark and stuff on your tank top. And,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's gross.
0: Yeah. Or like when you're putting your shirt up and you pull it back down, then it has like the white lines. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's been a long time since I used that. We
1: have not found that to be an issue with ours. Um, and so, length of time in use, that's always a concern. In the first few weeks after. Discarding your, your uh, aluminum based deodorant. And even with some of the natural deodorants, if your body's now used to using the baking soda um, or the alcohol or the acids, uh, which all are ill affecting the sebum layer and the pH on your skin, it can take a while for it. Because basically, that also has inhibited the function of the sebaceous and sweat glands. Maybe not to the significant level as aluminum does, but it has caused that. Ours won't do that. So that's one of the things you can find that you'll get from ours do you have to use it more frequently it depends on you um, and in the first few weeks you probably definitely need to use it more frequently and you'll find a level where hey i need to apply it. you know what um, i'm having a st- if you're having a stressful day you're going to find you need to reapply deodorant more frequently mm-hmm. if you're yeah. having a heav- heavy exercise day i i have gone out with our deodorant and done a lot of outside work and found for several hours, I still didn't smell.
0: Well, you know, you have a smaller size, a one-ounce size that you can just
1: throw in your purse. I mean, for women. Yep. We've got a one-ounce, two-ounce, um, an eight-ounce refill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're looking at other sizes as well. We have a trial size that we, we have that, so that people can try it out. It gives you a couple weeks' worth of deodorant, and, and you can try out the scents and try out how it works for you. Though, one drawback to the – if you're switching – From a natural deodorant like a stick or one of the other types. um, That two-week supply is probably just fine. You should be able to tell within the first week or so. um, Is that going to work for you? Do you like the fragrance, et cetera, et cetera? um, If you're switching from aluminum, you may need more than just the sample we provide because it may take you a month or more before your body settles out. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that answer your question?
0: Yes. So if you're like 85% of the people out there – right now and you're still using your aluminum deodorant, you're saying it's time to switch up op- over to something that's natural.
1: Absolutely. And
0: check the ingredients because there's a lot of things saying they're natural that may cause irritation to your skin and your natural protective barrier, you said. So look for healing things in the ingredient lists.
1: And yeah, for pH levels. You know, it's that's the one thing that's hard. None of these natural stick deodorants talk about their pH. Now maybe some of them have them on their websites. I would go check, try to find out what the pH level is. Being produced on on your natural deodorant, but I can already tell you if there's baking soda in your deodorant mm-hmm. stick, if there's any alcohols in your deodorant stick, mm-hmm. if there's any acids in your deodorant stick, the pH is off.
0: Is it going to say acid on it, or is it going to um, be some, called some, something some else? Some of the
1: ingredient, well, you can you can read some some of them ingredients will say acid on there, like citric acid. They uh, but some of their there's other deodorant brands out there um, that use acid that lower the pH below the uh the 5.8 level and when so so you've got those that have taken things like use ingredients like baking soda and alcohol that raise the uh, ph up to about an eight then there's others that lower the ph below a 5.8 and going down to a five or sometimes lower um the effects of that is now you've altered the the ecosystem under your under your underarm essentially and uh that inhibits the growth of the bacteria because they've recognized through research that leaving the pH normal allows the bacteria to grow. Well, we ki- we keep the pH normal and still inhibit the growth of the bacteria, so have the same effect. I'm, we believe, and all our research shows, our deodorant is just as effective as any of the other natural deodorants. Mm-hmm. Some people feel it's better, obviously, and I'm not going to claim that it in its antiperspirant effect. It's not as good as aluminum, but a it's person far healthier. No, no sweating. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to sweat, and you don't care about your health. Keep using it. But we're trying to help. We're trying to help your health. We're trying to help you, um, and make the world a better place. And all these other companies that sell and make their natural deodorants, I, I think their goals are on similar to ours. Mm-hmm. We're just offering them another alternative. We think is better.
0: Yeah. So let's bump the percentage up of people who are using natural deodorants. Yeah, we just want to get people
1: yeah. off the aluminum. Yeah. Um, and 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 the other, you know, we have a list of twenty-some bad ingredients that are common in deodorants and other skin products. You can find on our website at Ocean. I was going to say, are you, yeah.
0: Will you post that, uh, the yeah.
1: listeners? Okay. And we're continually posting new articles on different topics, and, and we want people to email us if there's other things that they they're concerned about or worried about. They can't find it on Google or whatever. Come to our website. Ask the questions. Give us the questions. We'll find the answers. We'll get back to you. Okay. And be
0: sure to check the show notes for all this information, too. We'll put it there. Okay.
1: Great. All right. Thank you so much
0: for joining us today, talking about natural deodorants and helping us to understand why we need to switch and what's in the natural deodorants and what's good and what's bad and why it's bad and why it's good. Um, I think we learned a lot today, and we have a lot of options out there, and yours is one of the best, the nature deodorants. I know I'm happy with it, and I've tried a dozen, so... Uh thank you for being on the and show. And today what was and your
1: favorite fragrance again? Mine is
0: rainforest.
1: We we you know, we battle with the name fragrance. Fragrant people think fragrance they think an alcohol based perfume or something. And which is usually what fragrance means. So that's your scent, right?
0: Yes, that's my scent cuz I don't wear rainforest. Um, yeah, I don't that's your favorite. I don't wear fragrance stuff. A lot of the deodorants too you have to be careful of because they do have fragrance in there and it really is fragrance.
1: And by the way, the bottles do not Mention specifically which uh, essential oils are in them. You can find that on our website, and you can also find it at at the retails, uh, online retail stores where we sell on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, uh, Walmart.com, etc., etc., and at OshbaeNaturals.com, of course.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: All right. So you said you have an offer for our listeners. Where can they go to find that? And well, in celebration of our 10th podcast, Nikki, um, they can just go to our website, enter in podcast 10. And they'll get a discount on the deodorant. Um, Is that
0: podcast one zero? Yes. Okay. Perfect. I just want to spell 10. that out. Okay. And
1: so they can get that deodorant at a greatly discounted price.
0: Oh, fantastic. And, and
1: actually, we're probably going to run uh, in the near future, too, some offers where uh, within a given amount of time, we may give away uh, free samples.
0: Oh, well, that's exciting. So they can go on can and try it. link up
1: to that and try it for
0: free. See which yep. scents they like. Yep. Fantastic. All right. Well, I hope you learned something today. I know I did. Thank you so much for joining us. And on our next episode, we're going to discuss nanosilver. So if you have been curious about that, like I have, please join us.
1: Also called colloidal. So we're going to discuss them both. Most people know silver. silver. Colloidal silver is probably the most popular name, but yes. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up.
1: Yeah. We'll discuss in the next episode the difference.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. If you learned something today, please invite a friend to come and listen to us. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thanks, everybody.
2: While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts podcasts and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if health talk with dr kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed the health talk with dr kell podcast is a production of the orange stack with executive producers dr kell fullerton and eric hammond and hosts nikki sterling